everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Bavarian Podcast Works post-game show, where I am coming to you after Bayern Munich lost their first Champions League game this season, the first game that Hansi Flick has ever lost in the Champions League as head coach of Bayern Munich by a score of 3-2 to two against Paris Saint-Germain at the Allianz Arena. The goals came early. The goals came often throughout this game. 3-2 is your final score. And again, this one's just tough. This one's just rather unfortunate, I have to say. Um, Overall, at the end of the day, I don't know if Bayern could have put a better effort in front of them. I really don't think they would. I don't think one player being gone completely dismisses the fact that for a good portion of this game, Bayern were the better team. I would say after the 30th minute, Bayern were the better team in this game. Early on, there was just so much miscommunication, so much, (laughs) I don't want to say laziness, but like, Failure to understand where the game is going from the beginning, right? Starting off in the third minute, right? Wide, wide open space in the in behind the defense, thanks to Bayern high, Bayern's high line. Uh, pass goes through to Neymar. Neymar has two defenders trying to cut him off. No one realizes that Kylian Mbappe is right there. Slides it to Mbappe. Neuer guessed one way and then dove the other way and somehow it resulted in the ball going off of Neuer's legs in between his legs and into the back of the net three minutes in one nil same thing happened again in the 28th minute uh no one on Bayern decided to pay attention to the play after a clearance from a PSG free kick uh There's a lofted, like, chipped ball from Neymar to Marquinhos, who is completely unmarked, completely uh, ignored. One-on-one chance with him and Neuer, and that is 2-0. Weirdly enough, two substitutions happen in the 30th and the 33rd minute. Marquinhos comes off with an injury, and Ander Herrera comes on for PSG, and then on the opposite side, Leon Goretzka comes off for Alfonso Davies. Now, I have no clue why Goretzka came off. It didn't look like he was injured. Apparently, there was a thing that I saw from somebody that said that he was yelling to the sideline that he had an injury and that he wanted to come off. Um... What I will say is that adding Alfonso Davies into the mix immediately made Bayern a better team. It was a completely different game from the 30th minute on. If you started the game from that point on, then, well, obviously Bayern would win, but it would be, like, clear that Bayern deserved to win. And even in, like, the total stats, you could expect that Bayern could win. I'm looking at my... uh, 
my footmob app right now, XG for Bayern in this game was 3.78 to PSG's 1.36. That's um, indicative of the fact that Bayern took 31 shots, 10 were blocked, 12 were on target, 9 were off target, uh, and PSG took 6. And they converted 3. So, there you go. There you go. Uh, Eric Maxim Chupamoting scored for Bayern in the 37th minute. Uh, Pavar has a lot of room to cross the ball into the box. Chupamoting is running onto it, takes a perfect header, makes it 2 1. Sula comes off for Jerome Boateng, which will prove to be a very bad decision later on in this game. Uh, in the 42nd minute, just before halftime. Muller scored in the 60th minute, and I screamed like a little girl when that happened, full admit- fully admitted. Beautiful set-piece ball in from Kimmich. Uh, Muller saw what was going to happen before the play even happened. He got ahead of it. Perfect header into the back of the net. And then eight minutes later... This is where uh, we really wish we had Nick Sula. Jerome Boateng versus Kylian Mbappe is not a race that anyone wants to have. Uh, Granted, Kylian Mbappe versus Nick Sula isn't necessarily a race anyone wants to have, but it happened earlier and nothing came of it. And Sula did his best to slow Mbappe down, um, but it wasn't good enough. But I imagine Sula would have done a much better job than Jerome Boateng did in stopping this ball. Uh, He gets burned, and he just kind of stands in front of Mbappe, who looks Neuer off to his left, and then shoots it to his right through Boateng's legs. 3-2, and that'd be your final score. Uh, So, I have three things to point out. One... Um, Bayern did the best that they possibly could, I think. I don't think Robert Lewandowski being on the pitch would have meant that Bayern won. I don't think it would have meant that uh, if Bayern took 31 shots and six of them came from Lewandowski, that the result would have been much different. But I think he would have definitely helped. I think he would have converted at least a couple of the chances that, um, that Bayern missed. I think that he's an invaluable piece of the team. I think that he works well with the rest of the team, but I don't think Lewandowski being out is the sole reason why this team lost, right? They drew 2-2, right, in the 60th minute, and they ended up taking 31 shots, right? Lewandowski would have definitely added to that. Uh, The second thing that I want to point out is how disappointed I am in the play of Leroy Sané especially in this game. Yes, I know that we wanted him throughout this entire season, but uh, I don't know why Leroy Sané has been so hesitant to shoot, and when he does decide to shoot, it goes nine miles over the bar, but those were really the two things that we saw from Sané today, right? He passed very well, right? And when I say the only two things we saw from Sané today, I mean that's when he was shooting, right? He passed the ball pretty well. He was pretty dynamic in terms of his 
vision and being able to pass the ball, but he just held on to it for so long. There were so many like more clear opportunities where you could just roof the ball or send it to the far side of Kaylor Navas because you were unmarked and you had time and you were wide open and he just didn't take the shot. He just did not take the shot, and that happened like four or five times this game where he just chose to lay off and not do it, and I don't understand why he continues to do that. It's not his first game that he does it. A friend of mine uh, uh, at Cersei Bayern made a point where he said he's allowed to have a bad game. Uh, I would agree with that, but this is not his first bad game, and it's not his first scenario where he's held onto the ball for way too long, had a wide-open opportunity, to shoot and he just didn't do it it's becoming consistent as to who he is as a player and he needs to fix it this summer or as soon as humanly possible someone needs to tell him that he's allowed to take a shot on net it's insane that he passed up as many open opportunities as he did to cut back and send it to the middle where everyone on psg had parked the bus just stop it. Just stop it and take a damn shot and make sure that it doesn't go aggressively over the bar, right? You don't need to cut back on your left foot, right? You are a dynamic enough player that you can use both your left and your right feet. You do not have to cut the ball back onto your left foot and sky it forever. Shoot it with your right foot. You're a good enough player on your right foot. I've seen it at Manchester City. Shoot it with your right foot. Get it into the net. Just figure it out. Justify the 50 million euro price tag that we dropped on you because your passing is good. Your running is good. Your dribbling is good, right? You just need to shoot. Shoot like you did at City. Shoot like you did for Pep. And all of these problems not necessarily would go away, but my criticism of Sané would be a lot less. Uh, Third point that I want to make is that this next leg is going to be a lot worse. Everybody buckle in, because this leg is going to be a lot worse. Uh, if, Especially if Alessandro Florenzi and Marco Verratti come in. Um, if they come back, PSG looks like a completely different team. Uh, more so that when Bayern gets Gnabry back, like what he brings to the team is much different than what Verratti and Florenzi bring to the team. They're more dynamic. They can push up the field more. They both had COVID issues, so whether or not they will actually be able to play is a completely different story. But um, if they do uh, come back in time, then this is going to look like a different team. PSG is going to be a lot better on the ball. Uh, Verratti is going to be able to intercept the ball a lot better and transition them up the field. And considering especially the fact that Bayern will most likely not be able to bring back many, if any, of their currently injured options, right? Costa has a hairline fracture. Lewandowski is not going to be coming back. Gnabry just tested positive for COVID the other day. So... I don't know how likely it is that he's going to be back within a week, and Taliso is out for a long time. And there's barely anybody within the Youth Academy ranks that we can be able to call on. We're not going to be able to bring back anybody like Josh Xerxes, especially now that Xerxes is injured. So what we have now is what we've got. What we have now is what we've got for going into Paris, into the Parc de Prance. Um, My hope is that our decision-making is a lot better. I hope that uh, that 
uh, Sula stays on the field a lot more and that we don't swap in Jerome Boateng against a team that consists of Angel Di Maria and Neymar and Kylian Mbappe, who are all incredibly quick, which is not what Jerome Boateng is. That is not what he provides to this team. I also want to point out the fact that Bayern had four yellow cards at the end of the half. Uh, even if Bayern progresses, if either Kimmich, Boateng, Alaba, or Chupo Moting get a yellow card, they will not be able to play in the second leg, or in the first leg of the semifinals if Bayern makes it, if they're able to overcome a 3-2 deficit and the fact that they are down three on away goals. So they go into this game knowing that they will have to score two. I know I sound mad, and I'm not mad, right? Like, just like any disappointed parent, right? Like, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just really disappointed, because Bayern was the better team this game. I think anyone that watched beyond the 30th minute would let you know that Bayern was the better team for a majority of the game, and it was just these little lapses in communication and thinking, right? These these dumb goals that they allowed that could have been fixed if people just thought ahead and worked together and if the line wasn't so high and the back line was more consistently working together I imagine that at least one of those goals does not go in maybe not all three don't go in but at least one of them doesn't if if everyone pays attention and always keeps their head on the swivel then this doesn't happen so it's a major letdown uh Bayern has a game to play at the weekend so we will be bringing to you an episode of Dara Ausblick before that. We are also hoping to get a full episode in uh, the Bavarian Podcast Works show before then. So pay attention for that. Please sure to like, rate, share, subscribe, and download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your quality audio content. And until next time, we'll, we'll see you later. Auf Wiedersehen.